0: Hello and welcome to Banana Bites. I'm Trevaney and with me are Corey and Chris. We are collectively the Banana Data Podcast crew slash group of friends. Right. <laughs> I don't know, um, and we we host these Banana Bites every other week, um, as you've probably seen, and we also host a Banana Data podcast where we talk about data science, AI. Silly things like what our producer Anna does to eat breakfast in the morning—you know, the usual. The and important stuff. stuff. The important <laughs> stuff. Right. So, if you're interested in hearing more of that, uh, be sure to check us out wherever you listen to podcasts—the Banana Data Podcast. So, for today's bite, I'm going to turn it over to Corey, who has some comics for us.
1: Yes, thank you, Trevani. Today, you will not be seeing my face so much. We will be using a lot of visual aids. Um, today's episode is is investing your time in code worth it. Um, we will be talking about primarily in terms of writing script to automate processes. So if you want to write a script to automate a process, to subscribe to the Banana Data podcast, please do so. And if you want to write your uh, question or comment in code, we'll try to decipher it in real time. So just bear with me it, uh, while I share my screen really quick and we'll get started. So uh, both of our uh, visuals will be from XKCD, which is one of our favorite web mm-hmm. comics. Um, and the first one is about automation. I spend a lot of time on this task. I should write a program automating it. Theory,
0: reality. Oof. Oh, this is like too, too true. This mm-hmm. is, uh, this hurts to see a little bit <laughs> in graph form. I think, I think this happens. I mean, this happens to me a lot because I think, well, if I'm smart enough, to write this thing once, I should be able to write it in a way that I can do it ten times or hundred times or however much I need need it done. Uh, and then what happens inevitably is that I get down a very bad rabbit hole of like, oh, what if there was this other use case mm-hmm. or this other thing? Uh, and next thing you know, I'm I have no free time
2: yeah <laughs> there's always uh, a, a, an element to more features that could be added or more anomalies that you could deal with or so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what this ongoing development in the reality section of this this uh, this comic is saying is like, um, you know, finding that fulcrum between the 80% and the 20%, you know the 80 20 rule where you get 80% of the benefit from 20% of the work, Um, I think a lot of the times we can get the biggest bang for our buck for something that's going to be replicable and easy to automate. And then maybe for the last pieces for the perfection aspect, having kind of a human in the loop to to do the last uh, bells and whistles or the extra touches to make sure it's all accurate. Um, but not, as you said, Trevaney, sort of falling down that rabbit hole of just constantly, constantly developing this script to get better and better, when in reality, it's doing a pretty good job already.
0: Yeah. And especially because then, you know, like, as you get more and more down that rabbit hole, your code is also going to get more and more complex, mm-hmm. um, which makes it harder, one, to to maintain and do that ongoing development. Mm-hmm. And then two, it does it does take a lot more time. And so is it really worth it? I don't know. I think... I think the automation part you know as much as you can actually get a quick win out the door um you know you should do that but then be willing like you're saying to to let the rest happen by by a human
1: we're we're being told that um how the world is supposed to work in the future about how like the greatest potential threat to you know long-term productivity, or uh, job status, economic, uh, economy, stuff along those lines is the theory part of this cartoon, where automation takes over. Everyone has every free time. No one has a job anymore because everything is taken over by automation and AI. But what's reality going to actually look like if the most important job in terms of uh, replicating the theory above is code, code, and more code?
0: Hmm. Well, so I, I... First of all, like I think I just take issue with the whole idea that our world is going to automate away all of our jobs. Mm-hmm. No, the nature of work is going to change, which it has already in the past 10 years. It has already in the past 20 years. The industrial revolution changed the nature of work, right? So I'm not worried about that. We'll always find something to do. Um, but will we be doing the same kinds of things that we are doing now? Probably not. Um, and if you will allow me to get even ever so slightly political, which you know I, I don't like to do at all, I think that what this means is that we need to start changing the way we educate people, um, you know, basic K through twelve education, even, so that more folks are enabled in the future to be working on the ongoing development, to be working on the actual ma- maintenance of code that is automating some other process that you know humans no longer need to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's always going to be an element of continuing that, uh, finding the next challenge and and creating the next solution. And, you know, once you have that solution, there's more challenges that generate. And, uh, you know, that iterative process is going to continue no matter what. And I think being able to automate some of the big things Uh, those big things then become small things over time, and then there's newer, bigger things to attack. So even if there's continuous automation and more and more code, not only do we need people to maintain that code and and be on on the cutting edge of thinking about these problems in a unique way, um, but there's always gonna be brand new problems that that arise.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's a good segue. Since uh, the reality says we'll have no time for the original task anymore, let's move on to the second visual aid. How long... Can you work on making your routine task more efficient before you're spending more time than you save across five years? In other words, don't forget the time you spend finding the chart to look up what you save and the time reading this reminder about the time spent and the time trying to figure out if I, either of these uh, actually makes sense. Remember, every second counts towards uh, your life total, including these right now.
0: <laughs> okay, that was uh, stressful. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> Sounds like there's not enough time in the day. There's not enough time. There isn't enough time. Yeah, I think this is interesting. You know, I think it's a it's a funny it's a funny way to think about the problem because so often we talk about like time boxing our issues. You know, like I'm going to give it a 30 minute go. If I can't crack it, we're going to do it this other way, or I'm going to like ask someone else or whatever it is. Um, and I think that is probably a better way to think about the the idea of like how much I should work on something, um, you know, cause otherwise if I don't put a limit around myself, I will work on something like four days straight, right? Without even like thinking like, is this even worth the marginal benefit that I'm about to produce from these like 40 hours of working straight?
2: Hey, time flies when you're having fun, right? Oof,
0: yeah, sure.
1: <laughs>
0: Where on this chart exactly is happy hour? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not on this part which is they, you know, we're not wasting time if you're going to happy hour. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah, so I think I think this is really about that trade-off between do you focus on getting that task 100% accurate um, but maybe it takes you like 9 months to to do it to like make that perfect task? Like is it really worth then saving 5 minutes? Over five years because you spent nine months on a on a task to make it absolutely perfect. I don't know. So maybe uh, Trevaney, has there ever been a time
2: where you automated something in 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 practice where you, in hindsight, being twenty twenty, that you shouldn't have, or maybe vice versa, where you mm. didn't automate something where you should have? I know that that's happened to me quite a bit, and uh, you yeah. know, it's always easy to look back and say what you would have done differently.
0: Yeah, you know, I um. I did a kind of stupid thing, which was like, I tried to automate the like import of these files from a public website. And in 2015, the files had a certain structure. So I wrote this script to import them and parse the tabs and do the this and that. And and when I went to get 2016, the structure had changed. And so one, it was a waste of my time to do this 2015 stuff because then it changed again in 2016. Mm -hmm. But then also I was also stupid in that I didn't just like say like, forget it. I'm not going to like waste my time writing these scripts. And instead I commented out the part that correlated to the 2015 structure and just like rewrote the 2016 structure part. And then whenever I had to like switch between the two, I was always just like undoing the code and redoing, like Mm -hmm. commenting and uncommenting. And it was just like, it wasn't, automated but it wasn't manual it was just like this terrible like purgatory of <laughs> automation code auto purgatory purgatory there you go yeah what about you chris
2: oh that's a good question I, I i remember one time we were trying to identify like phone numbers that were coming from like robocalls and and stuff like that for a security data science kind of question and you know, it dawned on me that I could certainly write an algorithm to kind of run through this document and test things out. Um, But at a certain point, uh, some of these documents only had like 20 numbers or so, and there was gonna have to be a human to call the number or do some manual labor after identifying them. So even though we could build really complex models, it was gonna be much more time efficient to just call all the numbers or you know, do the same task for every single one of these numbers, rather than identifying a subset of a, of a small subset in the first place and then take action. So yeah. um, the easy solution, which was just go through the list one by one was much faster and much more efficient than actually building a really complex uh, machine learning algorithm.
0: Yeah. And actually that reminds me of another XKCD comic. I don't think Corey, I don't think you've got this one for us. So I'm going to surprise you with a a comic, but he has, he has uh, a comic where, you know, two people are talking and they're saying, wow, this is a very difficult problem that has like dogged our community for years. And like, what are we going to do? Or like, this is a very difficult task and comes like, uh, you know, a computer scientist, data scientist, whatever, with like a key, with a, a laptop, and says, "Don't worry, I have algorithms to solve it." <laughs> and he sends, sits down and starts working. And then six months later, he says, "Oh, this is a really tough task." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have a question, actually. While I have the two experts here, if you're saving five minutes over five years, um, can you like monetize that? I mean, like, is if even if you're if it doesn't seem like a big accomplishment, is that like potentially labor saved, money saved? Could you actually be? uh, Could that actually be critical to the bottom line of a company, even if it's just five measly minutes?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about scale, right? Like me saving five minutes of my own time, you know, writing a script to get these Excel sheets in eh, we're not really going to save a ton of money. But imagine that there's a thousand analysts in a big enterprise pulling in data from some like external source. Uh, and, you know, the fact that it's automated now saves them five minutes each. And when you multiply that by, by a thousand, you know, it's it's the benefit speaks for itself. And actually, I have some clients that do that, um, especially those who need to rely on external data sources. They automate those processes and then, they're off to the, off to the races. Yeah.
2: Five minutes doesn't really sound like such a long time, especially over the course of five years. But I think there's not only the volume aspect that um, Trevenian just commented upon five minutes per person could be a big deal. Um, But also the industry too, right? Five minutes can be an eternity. If you're talking about like changes in the stock market, for example, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it could be a very short, uh, very short time depending on uh, another industry. Um, So that shading off of seconds per day or seconds per week or whatever can actually be really groundbreaking, but you really do have to, as always, consider the context and the application. And, um, you know, again, the return on investment for that time as it translates to money or whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah. So the conclusion that we should invest our time in code and I should stop talking with you and go enroll in some sort of code Academy.
0: Well, you don't always need to code, right? There are a lot of tools out there that actually can help you do good automation and and things like that without having to know a lot of code. Um I think the investment in code like becomes worth it when you have a use case that is hyper specific, hyper, you know, like needs to be like just right and tuned and all of that and like you did the 80/20, but now that that last 20%, if we just invest x amount of time, we can probably hammer it out. Mm -hmm. That's where you want to invest in the code. But if you say, okay, we're going to give ourselves three months to accomplish this. We didn't do it in three months. Now we need to cut our losses and let it be a different way. I think, so I think what I'm trying to get at is like, there is, there has to be a cutoff point at which you say no more investing. And even though we've already spent a lot of time in this, it's not worth spending more time um, to try and get it working. Let's just move to the solution you know, a different solution.
2: Yeah. There's a critical point where you can identify, okay. um, You know, this is a process that's really, really replicable. um, And it's very simple and it's always going to be the same. We can automate that, but for all the extra pieces, um, let's actually allocate our our time to more salient endeavors.
0: Yeah. Well, I will say this. I will never automate you two out of my life. Um, I don't think there's enough power in the world to make AI that could be like you two. So that's not, that's, a that's not necessarily a compliment, but if you want to take it as such, sure, I'm kidding. Anyway, that's all the time we've got for today on this banana bite. Um, as always, you can hear more of us on the banana data podcast. And uh, until I guess next time, we have an episode coming out this Friday, by the way. So you can hear us this Friday. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Uh, hey Corey, you
2: wanna go catch